1: hello everyone hi happy halloween (gasps) does this come out on halloween this i just realized yes this is halloween Happy it's Halloween! On Sunday. Happy freaking <laughs> Halloween. <gasps>
0: oh, my God. Wow.
1: Everyone's going to be all dressed up, handing out candy.
0: Oh, my gosh. Watching
1: spooky movies.
0: Oh, my gosh. We'll finally Ugh. get the reveal of what Corinne's being for Halloween. I have two costumes. Oh, my gosh. Where do you – what? Obscure. You have two? Do you have
1: two events? Well, I have a work event, and then, yes, I'm going over to a friend's house wow. for a little
0: small gathering. I love that. Are you going to dress up, Sabrina? I have yet again waited till the last minute. (laughs) But yes, we're going to a party, and it's a costume party, and there's an award for the best dressed costumers. So Nick and I are brainstorming. We're going to put something great together. I have yet to know what it is, but it will be great. That is what I know. Okay, I have an idea for you. Oh, please. I don't think it's that
1: hard to put together last minute, although there is some crafting involved. Love crafting. if you've watched Fresh Off the Boat ever, mm-hmm. they're really big into Halloween because the dad is super into it. But the point being is that the two youngest boys in one of the episodes, they do Silence of the Lambs.
0: Ooh. And one of them
1: dresses up as a lamb and the other one dresses up as Hannibal Lecter and is like in a – Straight jacket. <gasps> straight jacket on a plank and basically it's just like a wheelie dolly and the lamb just wheels him around. Oh, that's
0: good. I could also be Jodie Foster and Nick could be Hannibal. Yes, Hmm. I mean
1: it's not too hard to throw together last minute That's
0: actually a pretty good
1: idea I love all
0: the bats behind you Thank you Your wall is decorated I went freaking bats On the plane home from Italy I watched Carrie And first of all, I don't know why I've waited so long to watch that movie It is forked up But I was like how fun would it be to dress up as Carrie on prom night And just be dripping in blood Yes, oh my gosh But then I don't know necessarily what Nick would be in that couple's costume there. So um, (laughs) I have to think as a ween now that we're married. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could dress up as the bucket of blood. (laughs) As the pig that was slaughtered.
1: Poor poor, poor piggy. (laughs) Poor piggy. Oh, my gosh. Wait, this is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. Sabrina has
0: a cold. I do. So we'll excuse her
1: little <laughs> sniffles.
0: Yeah. We have Aiden on a sniffle patrol. So hopefully those are all yes, cut out. in the editing. Wait, this is actually so hilarious that you're drinking from that Stranger
1: Things mug because it says mouth breather. I picked it. And you're it. so congested that you're literally a mouth breather. There was today. a lot
0: of thought <laughs> behind picking this.
1: I, I am love a mouth that breather. mug.
0: Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's my sick mug. It's a good one to
1: have. I just don't even know what to do with myself because I'm so excited for Halloween, but I'm also – like, this episode comes out on Halloween, and it makes me a little upset that we didn't already experience Halloween when we (laughs) need to record
0: this. (laughs) We'll have a bunch more episodes to come after Halloween that we'll talk about Halloween. So my sadness is that it's already here, and then it will be over after this episode comes out. That's true. And then we'll wait a whole other year. But next year, we are doing something together. It is decided – Yes. I've
1: already told you, I want us to go every year and just Mm -hmm. venture around to different haunted towns. I love it. Okay, we're doing it. Okay, but we don't have to be sad yet because we have picked some listener stories, some encounters, and we themed this one. Mm
0: -hmm. We themed it monsters.
1: Monsters. (laughs) It seemed appropriate. I mean, it basically encompasses so much of the paranormal. You know, yeah, anything scary, classic. basically.
0: What's under the bed? What's, What's under – I was just going to say yes! that. Well, I think that's like the first one that ever happens to you when you're a child. It's like, what is in my closet? What is under What's bed? What's under my bed? The yeah. classic. When you're scared to put your feet down in the middle of the night because you're scared something's going to grab them. Yeah, I mean, I never outgrew that. Me neither. <laughs> I'm. Last night, I woke up multiple times to go to the bathroom and I was scared. And I don't look in mirrors at night, especially. Like
1: when you go into the bathroom –
0: Oh my God, I look at no. absolutely
1: – I'm like heads down, eyes to the
0: ground, no <laughs> reflective surfaces. I'm not willing to see anything. Leia woke me up at like 3 a.m. last night and I basically just had to show her to her food because she was meowing at me as if she was starving. I just brought her to her food bowl, which was full of food and she was fine. But then I was walking back to my bedroom and our bathroom is like at the end of the hall and the door was wide open. And I put my psycho shower curtain up, which has like the shadow of like a man with a knife. And it reflected in the mirror and I I got freaked out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did this to myself. Uh, I've been getting
1: targeted ads on my Instagram for those hologram what? companies that like produce holograms. It's like a spooky decor for October for Halloween. Ooh. I think they probably do them for other holidays as well. But I like full on stocked all of the different options. and like, God, I can't wait to have a house because I'm totally going to do this. There's this one where you can project it into like your side yard or your backyard. And it literally looks like a family (gasps) eating dinner and like blowing out birthday candles. And then they like get up and then they just turn into skeletons. And it's, oh, I'm like, yes, I need that.
0: That's amazing. Whoa. But there's some shopping in our future. Okay, but I want the real life version of that. I want, (laughs) I want like. Me and my family to be sitting out there, the side of our bodies that's facing the outer world will be like our normal selves. We'll be our normal selves, but then we stand up, we'll rotate, and the other half of us will be all skeletons. (laughs) so creepy. My family is going to be creepy as, and I love it.
1: I'm into this scenario. When you were saying I want that in real life, I thought you meant like you actually want a ghost family haunting Oh Well, I basically
0: am a ghost, so. (laughs) That's true. I know. You texted me the other day, and someone ran into it again on the sidewalk. Right into me. I was walking on the sidewalk with my groceries, had like two massive bags on either shoulder, just like walking, sweating to my home, and someone just walked right into me, didn't say sorry, kept walking. And I just stood there with my jaw agape being like, what just happened? Yeah, I don't
1: understand. I, I genuinely don't understand. I
0: don't either. It doesn't I happen don't get it. to
1: most other people,
0: I don't think. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me. There has been one other listener who has said it happens to her all the time. So I'm not alone. You know what? Maybe
1: you're not invisible. Maybe you descend from like sirens or something (laughs) and you put people in this trance and they have no idea and no memory and they don't know what's going on. Wouldn't that be that I
0: would like entrance them and they couldn't keep their eyes off of me? Not the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Me neither. But either way, we're here to tell you ghost stories about monsters from you that you sent us and Corinne, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Well,
1: I was thinking about monsters and how there's so many classic like under the bed sort of stories. But then I was also like, you know what? When I was a child, what are some other things that really stuck with me? And I think one of the things that I was most scared of, and I always told people I would never go to Texas, which I've been now. but I was like, I'll never go to Texas because they have killer bees and chupacabras. So it really stuck with me. (laughs) like, this monster that was ever-present, and so I found a chupacabra story. Oh, fun. This is from Jess. Hi, ladies. I'm currently listening to some older episodes that I missed, and I just finished episode 97. We're here to suck your blood. (laughs) Corinne told the story of the chupacabra, and I knew I had to write in when she mentioned animals with mange in the southern states being confused for chupacabras. I'm here to tell you, ladies, the chupacabras are real, and they are in the south. I'm from southern Kentucky, and I can tell you right now that there are areas that are so rural, you feel like civilization has just stopped. So on to the Chupacabra sighting. In small town Kentucky, a woman found that something had broken into her chicken coop and drained some of the chickens of blood. This happened multiple times and she eventually shot the creature. The chickens would be untouched aside from a single bite mark and drained of blood. Mm. Sounds like classic Chupacabra, right? Well, she had a body and took pictures of it. And our local news reported on the strange encounter and even showed a picture of the Chupacabra body. I was watching the evening news with my family when the story ran, and we audibly gasped. This thing looked like a bald and gross dog creature with teeth and that seemed disproportionately big. Whoa. The news stated that the authorities had removed the animal carcass and that they would update us further once the animal had been studied. Fast forward a few days, the news has an update. They tested the animal and determined that it was a raccoon with mange. The news reporter looked confused as she said this and completely broke from script and scoffed, stating, That's not a raccoon. Oh my gosh. After she clearly looked at someone off camera who was reprimanding her, she snapped back into her reporter mode and moved on. (gasps) And then she was fired. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And then she became the trooper. She disappeared. I can tell you this that thing was not a raccoon. I have seen raccoons in the wild, run them off my porch, and hand fed them in a cafe. It was also not a dog with mange. I've taken care of dogs with mange when we lived near a farm before, so I know what that looks like. This thing was clearly born hairless and its skull was not quite shaped like a dog. A few years later, my family somehow starts talking about this case, and we decided to look it up. We wanted to see if there were any updates or any cases similar in the area, and there was nothing. And I mean nothing on even the original case. We could not find the original story or anything about this encounter. All of it was gone. And I stated in a previous email that I am a psychologist and recently just became a believer in the paranormal. My mom is the definition of a skeptic, like, you're drunk every time you say something unexplainable type, lol. So even she was dumbstruck by this. We have no answers as to what happened to all of that information, and it was clearly removed, and this case was covered up. So Corinne, I'm pleased to report the chupacabras
0: are real. See you on the other side. Jess. Wow. That is so, I mean, that's gaslighting. That is- Trying to erase something and tell people that what they saw is not what they saw, that is scary.
1: Yes. And I just feel like this happens all the time, like, with people discovering odd creatures or, like, mermaid sightings. Or even – I remember there was a fireball that I saw going through the air one time, and I was trying to look up information on it and, like, could not find anything Mm -hmm. on the internet. And I just – I mean, that's a a poor example because maybe there just, like, wasn't much going on with that. But I feel like there are things that clearly multiple people will see. Mm -hmm. It's out there. People have reported on it. There's evidence of it. And then suddenly what was supposed to be permanent, because once you post something on the internet, it's there for life, is mysteriously gone and and undiscoverable.
0: I also wonder what authorities came in. Because I feel like local police wouldn't necessarily be the ones dealing with that or testing an animal to know Mm -hmm. what it is. Like that feels like higher up authorities who are like, we need to swoop in now before this gets out of control. And alter the narrative the way that we need to do it so that this stays under wraps. Right. Which also makes me think there's like a laboratory somewhere, who knows where, maybe there's multiple, with all these cryptids and strange creatures that we are are told are not real in quotes. And they're just being studied. Yeah. I mean, this thing was shot. Like, she killed this thing. I know. So that means they have its body somewhere and they probably do run tests on it. The fact is, even if it was a raccoon. Which it wasn't.
1: Raccoons with mange, yes, they look very weird. If you see any hairless creature that, like, normally was fluffy, it -hmm. looks really, really bizarre. But a raccoon cannot suck the blood and drain animals of blood. Yes, it can like puncture with its teeth as could any other animal, but it doesn't suck the blood. So how does that make any sense? Even if it did come back, oh, it was a raccoon. Maybe that one scenario, that was a raccoon, but that doesn't mean that that was the thing that was killing the chickens. Something else was draining the blood. Right. It's like a
0: vampire. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I just had an idea. I wonder, (sighs) you would really have to remember the exact date that this report Mm -hmm. came out. But you know how there are those websites that are basically like time machine where you can- Put in like Google or Apple or I don't know like what Gap, whatever mm-hmm. brand or website, and visit what it looked like in previous oh, I years. Haven't
0: seen that? That's cool.
1: Yeah, so you can go back to like original homepages and see like what things used to look like. And mm. I wonder if you could do that and find the story, like go back to the newspapers website,
0: well, and if it was on the news, like that station probably has it in archive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, unless the Mega Black came in and I believe it's somewhere. Let's put together a heist, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven style. We'll break into the newsroom, go to the archives. Crin, you'll be the distraction. You'll like cause some crazy distraction up on stage. Into it. I will go down into the archives and find it. Perfect, because people
1: don't notice you, so you can just eat. You don't even have to slink away. You can just walk in. You don't even have
0: to cause a distraction. I'll be fine. <laughs> That's
1: your oh. superpower. You, can, you literally don't have to sneak around. You don't right, have to maybe crawl Maybe I need anymore. to put just a positive spin keep on Keep going. It. Yeah. This is how we find the information.
0: All right. I'm going to try breaking into... Where should I break into? Hmm. I don't know. The newsroom, I guess. That will be my first attempt. Yes. Okay, I have a story from H, and it's called, Are Demons and Aliens Fighting for My Husband? Hey, y'all, I have contemplated writing this forever because I was terrified my husband would be pissed if I was spilling his paranormal-slash-alien tea. He does not believe in these things, or didn't until he told me I could sage because I finally saw his demon. I am no writer, so I apologize if this is a little scattered, but I will try my best to stay in the proper order of events. So, here we go. A couple years ago, maybe 2019-ish, me and my fiancé, now husband, had been living in a rent home when I experienced his first takeover. One night in bed, I woke up to the bed shaking violently. I had gone to school in Oklahoma State University for a little while and experienced and woke up to many earthquakes. So my first instinct that night was to throw my arm over my husband and ask, are you okay? But the shaking stopped as soon as the words left my mouth. And this dude shoots upright, so he is sitting, gasps for air, slams back down in the bed, and very clearly starts to say the numbers, 374, 374, 374 over and over again. At this point, I'm just staring at him because I have no idea what's going on. So I lay back down and try to ignore the mini heart attack happening in my chest. When all of a sudden, he sits back up and runs to the corner of the room and stands there with his back to me, just staring at the wall. At this point, I'm like, you're scaring me. What are you doing? Please stop. And all he does is just stand there. So I'm watching him for a good 10 to 15 seconds, just completely ignore me, when all of a sudden, he slowly starts to turn and walk towards the bathroom. He turns the light on and stares out the window. I kid you not, he was probably standing there for what felt like an hour. I remember being so scared and just straight pissed because I had an 8 a.m. class in the morning, and this was 2 a.m., So finally, he comes back to sleep, and the next morning has no memory of what happened. Fast forward to 2020, when we bought our new and now current house after getting married, and I hadn't experienced any more of his episodes since moving out. But geez louise, did they pick up in this new place. Me and my husband have been in this house since November 2020, and it is now September 2021. So almost a full year, and I've experienced him do this Multiple times. And every time, he has absolutely no memory of it. The bed shaking, the clear sleep talking, and walking to odd parts of the house. Now, here's where I address the title of this email Are demons and aliens fighting for my husband? Every night, when my husband falls asleep, he snores. This is important because I'm a very light sleeper. But the important part is that I started to notice. That whenever my husband would fall asleep and start snoring, becoming open and vulnerable, my dog would jump up on the bed, sit right up against him, and turn to stare at the window and proceed to pin her ears back and let out a deep growl as if someone or something was standing outside of our house. This obviously would freak me out, so I would loudly whisper, Georgia, shh, stop it, and try to pet her to let her know it was just us and to stop growling. Well, as the days progressed, she stopped growling at the window and started just straight pawing my husband in the face to wake him up anytime he fell into a deep sleep. It was honestly kind of funny because I found her quite helpful, stopping my husband from snoring, and so I could sleep, until I finally felt bad that for weeks he was getting pawed in the face, and I eventually told her to get off the bed. Well, that was a bad idea. The night I told her to get off the bed, I later woke up at 3.11am and looked up, and saw a figure standing in the reflection of our floor length mirror in the corner of our room facing our bed. It being 3 a.m., I thought I was just seeing things. So I shined my phone light on the wall next to me that our bed is backed up to to see what possibly could be making that reflection. And nothing was there. So I turned off the phone light and looked back to the dark mirror. And there it was again. So that for the next few minutes, I looked back and forth with my flashlight on the wall and then back at the mirror. And every time it was dark, this thing would be standing there. So I closed my eyes and said the Hail Mary prayer over and over again in my head until I fell asleep. That mirror went straight into the living room the next day and has been there ever since. So I guess what I'm thinking is that aliens may or may not be trying to abduct him since every time he sleepwalks, he looks out the window. And when he doesn't sleepwalk, my dog growls at the window. And then when I finally told my dog to stop growling and waking him up, I see a shadow figure slash demon in our room, or maybe aliens can come inside when nothing is hostile towards them. Who knows? All I know is as soon as I told my husband about the dark figure in the mirror, he told me, I don't know what to say about that except for you can now save to the house. So yeah, it's safe to say that Georgia sleeps next to me at all times, even if my husband is still indifferent about her being up on the bed. And we take plenty of sleep gummies to ensure that we're both past the heck out, because if we're going to get abducted or possessed, I'd rather be fast asleep when it happens. P.S. I was shown your podcast by one of my bridesmaids, and now I'm showing all the new people at my office, and now they're showing all of their friends. So great job and hooray for ghostly world domination with your charming yet spooky podcasts. I love you guys, and I will, whispers, see you on the other side. <laughs> love,
1: H., <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like alien abduction is definitely I, – I was actually looking up 374, 374, trying to figure out like, Did you find it was, anything? No, which is normally like the numerology, like you'll, you'll be able to see kind of the meaning right. of certain numbers. But I couldn't find anything for this. So if someone else knows – Maybe
0: it's like the code – I don't know. I'm thinking of <laughs> – this is like so based on television knowledge or movie knowledge, but like a radio signal, you know, when you – like. Over the radio go 374 over and out or like, I don't know, just like some communication to maybe if it is aliens to the alien mothership. Oh, wait, this is interesting. So I think
1: I did oh. something wrong when I first Googled because I was okay. putting in 374, 374. If I just did 374, 374. It's an angel number and it says, it's basically for you to begin finding inner peace and to let go of bad memories. (gasps) So I wonder if he's like trying to let go of the
0: memory of being abducted when he's in that state. Like 374, 374, 374. Or possessed. I mean, who knows what it is. Maybe there's like a spirit guide who's like whispering these numbers and making him say it to try to get rid of the darkness. Yeah, this is so interesting. Oh, I just got chills.
1: (gasps) (gasps) so creepy i mean it's also terrifying
0: to be the person that witnesses yeah almost worse because i think it's worse because i mean it's bad both ways but at least her husband has no memory of it and he doesn't feel impacted by it in his day-to-day you know right but every time they go to bed
1: she doesn't know like is this going to be a normal night
0: or is he gonna be
1: unpredictable
0: yeah. And it does to me sound like demons or something dark just because of the dark sh- shadow figure standing in the mirror. And like it could be lurking on the outskirts of their home and outside mm-hmm. the window, you know? I, I keep I just keep going back to the dream I had when I would wake up and I would look out my window and there was that woman standing yes. across the street <gasps> with her back to me. And then she would slowly turn and like almost look like the wicked witch of the West. Yeah, you said she looked like the woman that was from that one story where they
1: those people were camping and there was that woman in her like cloaked. Mm
0: hmm. It kind of does look like right? that. Right? Yeah. It's super yeah, weird. It's but so like, I mean, we've heard stories where like the demons are looking outside in the woods or wherever they are and they're like watching you. Or even like Lolly Juza, like people will see like an owl uh, or like hear a woman, but then the
1: person that's in the trance will see someone or just hear like a beautiful woman being like, come, come over here. Yeah. Come to me. Oh. It's very scary. Very scary. What I'm trying to figure out is why the dog will only bark when her husband's not. Like in a trance, like uh, essentially Mm. on the off nights, whenever he's fine, the dog barks
0: outside. But I feel like wouldn't the dog bark at him if it was coming in? But maybe the dog sees the thing outside and is like, don't you dare try to come in here tonight. And maybe it can only happen when H's husband is asleep. So the dog is trying to wake her husband up. Mm So that it doesn't happen. Or even one of those scenarios, you know,
1: there. I think there are plenty of dogs out there that bark like crazy when someone's outside or passing by the house. And then as soon as that person is inside their house, they're like, oh, hello, friend. <laughs> it's the difference between being outside and inside. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Ooh. I don't know. Very spooky. You never know when there's demons in your house. No, you don't. Get a pet to warn you. Get a you. pet.
1: Okay, I have one. This is from Chelsea. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. My name is Chelsea, and I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I feel like I'm choosing southern states <laughs> somehow for this. I'm obsessed with the podcast and can't thank y'all enough for all that you do. I've emailed before, but a lot of stuff has happened. Oh no. oh, no. I'm very sensitive to the paranormal and have had so many experiences, aside from my work being haunted AF, that I'll email about later. I nanny three kids. Thomas, who's four clark who's two and a half and wise who's one and a half thomas is in preschool and unless it's a holiday i have the younger two their house is so damn haunted that i honestly should up my rate to include their fourth kid because whatever is here is hella active the little girl clark seems to be sensitive to the paranormal as well the kids toys have always randomly gone off when no one was playing with them and one puzzle makes noise at the same time every single day However, we took the batteries out of it because it was freaking us out, but like clockwork, it still goes off every damn day. There's always footsteps heard walking down the upstairs hall and going up and down the stairs when no one else is home except for the two littles and myself. The playroom and bathroom door will open and close on its own. Clark talks about the man in the closet in the playroom and often goes and sits in front of the closed closet door and will carry on in conversation. The kids' blocks have been knocked over several times when they were building a tower and I know that this could easily be explained away but my hand was on top of the tower keeping it steady. I've heard faint cries and my name being called out during nap time when Clark and Wise are 100% asleep. Oh, my gosh. About eight months ago, I was covering for a date night and had just put Clark and Wise to bed and was watching Tinkerbell with Thomas downstairs. And I heard a guttural and unnatural growl come through the monitor from Clark's room. And then the screen went black. (gasps) On cue, she started freaking out crying and screaming for me. And the look in her eyes was pure terror from that day the monitor has always shown the temperature in her room fluctuate from 52 to 64 oh my gosh when it has literally never been below 69 temperature wise clark said that she saw a green pig oinking on the ceiling downstairs and was talking to it for several minutes telling it to go away clark's mom my boss told me about this she was also terrified to go into Wise's room for several days after she had a freak out while they were walking past it and said that the green dog monster was there growling at her from inside the room. Whoa. Noises happen downstairs all the time, especially at nap time when I'm the only one awake. And Thomas's bedroom door has been slammed as well as his toilet lid when the babies and I were downstairs having lunch. Thomas literally refuses to sleep in his room and always sleeps with his parents. Oh. I've caught orbs on video in the playroom where the man in the closet resides. And then she said video attached. Ooh, <gasps> there is a video attached. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. Fairly often I see shadows moving out of the corner of my eye, and one time during the kids' nap time, I was in the upstairs playroom sitting in the glider because this nanny desperately needed a nap <laughs> as well, when there was a loud noise downstairs and footsteps sprinting up the stairs. I sat frozen in fear, and I saw a grayish-black shadow person with its hands on the playroom doorframe peeking around the doorframe and leaning in, the same way you'd check on a child to see if they were sleeping or not without trying to give yourself away. Although it didn't have a face, because shadow person, duh, but I could tell and feel that it had this, like, menacing smile on its face with sharp razor-like teeth. No. There was one day when I went to go get Clark from her nap, and her light was on. I know I turned it off, because 20 minutes prior, the monitor showed her light off as it had been for the previous two and a half hours. I asked Clark why her light was on, and she proceeded to tell me that Mommy turned on my light and stood by my bed. She didn't talk, though, and I cried. Oh. When I tell you, my blood ran cold. It was like there was ice in my veins, and not the trendy TikTok <laughs> kind. I immediately texted my boss to ask her if she had been in Clark's room to turn off her light. I knew that she hadn't because she literally wasn't even home yet. But I did doze off when the kids were sleeping, so maybe she theoretically could have slipped in and out. She quickly responded and confirmed by hunch that no, she had not been home. My boss, their mom, has also had her hair pulled downstairs late at night when everyone else, including the dad, is asleep. Hey, insomnia, we hate you. <laughs> She's felt something warm touch her shoulder, almost like a hand on her shoulder, etc. And I could go on, honestly. I've told mom, boss, that she needs to get someone out here to cleanse the house and the kids, honestly, and told her to stop inviting shit in. <laughs> she told me that once she suspected that the house was haunted, she would say out loud that she didn't care if something was there so long as it didn't hurt or scare anyone. I told her to never say that because she could be inviting in dark things. So now when stuff happens, I've told her to say out loud, if you are not light and love, you are not welcome here. This is my house and darkness is not welcome. Mm. Stop with the creepy behavior. We are not amused. <laughs> I say this too. Thankfully, nothing dark like impersonation or the guttural unnatural growl in Clark's room has happened since we've started saying that. I've also told the mom boss that she needs to move the mirror in Clark's room because at the moment, it's directly across from her bed. Creepy shit, right? Well, that's all I got for this email, and it's already a novel. I hope you guys enjoy reading. Also attaching a picture of my sweet four-month-old pup, Draco, because you need some happy to balance out the scary. (laughs) And this is from Chelsea. Let's watch this video. Yes. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm nervous.
0: Oh, it's an orb in the beginning. But the kids are oh, so cute. Oh, I saw it. The kids are the so kids cute. The kids are adorable. Oh, the little giggle. <laughs> it's horrifying how many encounters and weird things are happening in this house. And these poor children. I know. I feel like specifically Clark. Clark is the one who I feel like is targeted the most. Well, and it's weird. Like Clark saw, I mean, she was obviously clearly afraid of
1: both seeing the green piggy and the mm-hmm. green dog. Yeah, why but it's weird green? that it's green. It's like the classic yeah. Ghostbusters sort of ectoplasm visual. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's really bizarre that it's showing as that. Right. Interesting.
0: Ugh, and like it's oinking at her from the ceiling. Like it's all really creepy stuff. The whole right. her the monitor going out. Ugh. Oh, oh my that God. gives I me sprinting to that room. Chills. Oh, my gosh. That's like the classic thing
1: of fight or flight where your body is just like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Because yeah. I feel like everything in you is like, run away. This is scary. Uh-huh. But then also the protective side of yeah. you is like,
0: sprint to the save danger as them. fast yeah. as possible to save the child. Wow. I'm curious when, at what point did this all start? Like, how long has the family lived in that house? Did it start when the babies were first born? Did mm-hmm. – Was it always something that had like existed? But yeah, I think everything that Chelsea said, the you know, what to state and how to like get rid of them or not welcome them is on point. Right. Yeah. It's I'm also okay. So there's that man that's in
1: the playroom closet that will talk to Chelsea. So Chelsea doesn't seem afraid of him, but is afraid of the other creatures and people get like touched and poked and prodded. And the temperatures can be warm, but they can also be freezing. I just feel like it's all over the place. And I'm wondering if it is one dark entity that is just presenting itself as multiple different
0: creatures, like, depending on on what it needs and who it's encountering. Also, the man in the closet is still creepy. Like, I don't think Chelsea talks to the man, isn't it? Like, Clark sits by the closet and talks to someone and, no, like – Oh, sorry. Yeah, Clark. Clark says says. there's a man in the closet like that. Yeah. I mean, like as we've heard with so many demonic stories, like they can seem nice and they that's how they lure you in and they, you know... I don't know. I just don't trust it. I know. All oh, those poor kids. Maybe Clark is just very, very open. Mm-hmm. And maybe Clark will always Super be sensitive. open. Yeah. But it's scary. Got to protect her. Right. And I feel like that's kind of a, a hard thing because you want
1: to protect your kids, but you don't also want to interfere with any, like, you know, potential strengths when it comes to, like, their intuition mm-hmm. and just being more sensitive. But at the same time, I feel like the more, at least in myself, the more that I look at something or interact with something, the more the stuff happens. And then as soon as I start ignoring things and closing it off, things happen less frequently. Mm -hmm. And so I almost want them to have Clark kind of like close the tap off. But what if that closed it off forever? And Mm -hmm. she's no longer able to have what could be in the future like positive experiences and intentional experiences with the paranormal.
0: Yeah. How do you balance that? And then also, how do you know what one action will do? I mean, this is why raising kids is so hard. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's also so hard to predict with the paranormal. Like you don't know what one action will do. And also it could be better to close her off now because what if she continues this way and it is dark things like, and she can't control it. And it's just like dark things coming towards her. This is reminding me a bit of paranormal activity. I know. I was thinking that too.
1: Oh, it's just a horror movie. It, it is. It's like the classic monsters in the closet, monsters on your bed, monsters like, on the ceiling. S- seemingly sweet, innocent family moves into home and then all of a sudden. Yep. yep. And it's just one little girl seeing it. And probably if the mom and and if Chelsea hadn't experienced stuff herself, mm-hmm. it might have just been like, oh, she's so
0: imaginative. Mm-hmm. She's just spooked. The other kids don't see anything. I don't know. This is a story from our listener, Emily and it's called he sees me when I'm sleeping he knows when I'm awake and it is not about Santa Claus unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) hey ghostly ghouls first I want to say I'm obsessed with your podcast it makes car rides go by so much faster I also recommend you guys to literally everyone I cross paths with thank you for creating content that's entertaining but yet spooky all in one Buckle in your seatbelt and let's ride this curvy unsettling road together. I don't really know how to start this and I feel so weird even writing about my experiences because putting words to these moments makes it even more real. I'm going to try my best to give a short snippet of small times and places in which things have occurred. So hear me out and it will all come together in the end. When I was under the age of six, my mother and I used to live in an overly active house. My family has always told me that my mom used to dabble in very dark witchcraft, but nobody ever took it serious until it truly became our living nightmare. My mom would say that she would hear furniture move upstairs all day long, but when she would walk up there to see what the hell was going on, everything would be as she had left it. She would be laying in bed and the bed would start shaking violently, things would be thrown at her constantly, but as for me, well, I was its or theirs, whatever it was, his voice. She said I would always be talking to someone, just being a sweet little chatty Kathy to whatever demonic or dark energy resided around her. One day, she walked downstairs to see me sitting at the kitchen table, and she said I turned to her, looked her in the eyes, and said, Mommy, we need to leave now. She was like, what? Why? No. But as soon as she said no, She said all the cabinets flew open and the lights started going crazy. (gasps) She grabbed me and ran out and called my aunt to come get us. She made my aunt plus multiple friends stay with us because she was absolutely petrified and nobody believed her. Well, guess what? It happened again. We moved shortly after. My mom became way too mentally unstable to raise a child after living there. Therefore, I had to move in with my grandparents which leads us into my beautifully psychotic growing up stage. Welcome to my grandparents' amusement home of terrors. The haunting did not stop. No, 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 because that would have been too easy. Different house, different ghost, same spooky shit. I guess at this point you could say I have a sixth sense. Not a gift that I honestly want, but a gift that runs like a river through our family. Yay, me. It has never been a good time. It's as if I only attract the bad and the wicked, Wait, this is, like, exactly what we were just saying could be yes. the worst-case scenario. And I'm not sure if it has something to do with my mom's dabble in dark magic linking all the bad into me, but here are a few examples of what happened in this house. I used to sleepwalk constantly, but not, like, walking around doing funny things like you see on TikTok. No, that's too Casper for the ghost. I roll. My grandma said I would literally stand in her bedroom doorframe and just stare at her in the middle of the night.
1: Oh, God. That's (laughs) so
0: creepy. She would ask what I wanted, but I wouldn't answer. She knew not to wake up a sleepwalker due to my uncle as well being a sleepwalker growing up, so all she was able to do was just wait for me to wander back into my room. (laughs) It still creeps me out to this day when she tells me about it every so often. I have never sleptwalked anywhere else or that I've been told. So, the fact that it was only at that house says a lot in itself. Now, I'm growing a little older, and I used to hear my name being called by women all the time. I would just chalk it up to my imagination, until one night, my best friend at the time was sleeping over. And guess what we both heard at the exact same time? A faint Emily from a woman's voice. I ignored it, just thinking I was hearing things again, until she looked at me and was like, Dude, was that your grandma? I was like, wait, what? You heard that too? So I walked into my grandma's room and asked her what she wanted. And this sweet soul was snoring away somberly. I didn't tell my friend due to the fact that I didn't want to spook her away, but I can still hear the ring of my name being called from that night and all the other nights. So now I'm around the age of 16 or 17. And one time I was watching TV in the game room and went to grab something downstairs. When I looked across the hall into the other bedroom and saw her, a child with bright red hair, a white face with black eye sockets, staring at me, sitting on my grandfather's bed. The image of her is still burned into my memory. Just writing about her makes my heart beat faster. I refuse to set foot upstairs of that house anymore, and of course, when I tried to tell my grandparents, I was ignored. It got to the point of being so terrified to even be asleep that I started to sleep with my eyes open. Because stalking my grandma in my sleep wasn't enough, why not become an even weirder sleeper and sleep wide-eyed open? (laughs) But hear me out. I didn't want to close my eyes and embrace what was waiting in the dark. Eventually, I started to just stay at friends' houses to get away from that home as much as possible. But of course, no matter where I have ran away to, something has always followed me. More stories for another time. But now, we're entering my overly aware abilities. The older I got, the heavier the air felt. I never got along with my grandparents. We would fight like cats and dogs. I hated everything and everyone. I would scream, shout, throw things, act out like a toddler full of just unforgiving rage. And I had to get counseling for how bad it became. I was then diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And at this point, I stopped going to school for most days. I never felt happiness anymore and would literally shut myself in my room to cry for hours. The amount of negativity I was feeling was almost suffocating. The longer I lived there, the more I felt the need to take my own life. It was as if someone was telling me, you would be set free. You won't feel this pain anymore. Think about how happy you could become. I truly felt as if I was drowning in the thick, salty ocean water. Like a day where the beach is crowded, everyone can see me, but nobody could hear me gasping for air. I started to live at friends' houses to get away from there. And as stated above, there was something very wrong in that house. I never really understood until I moved out 100% and felt a weight being lifted off me. I have finally found happiness and learned how much light and positive thinking can keep the dark away. My relationship with my family has become loving and forgiving, and I am thankful for whatever guardian angel I have looking over me, willing me the strength to leave that house. I am now 24, and thankfully the spooky shit has stopped, well, until a month ago. About a month ago, I woke up out of a dead sleep only to see that the hat man was hovering on top of me. I had zero freaking clue who the hat man was until you guys talked about him in one of your episodes, and I looked him up on a good old Google Images, and there he was. I honestly thought it was a dream, or just I was half asleep, half awake kind of thing. Well, I was just lying to myself. But I haven't seen him since or felt any type of uncomfortable feelings like I have in the past. But I still feel like something is there in the corners, lingering. My whole life I've tried to ignore my abilities because I feel as if I allow myself to fully open back up. It's going to unleash something bad. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel something on the other side is waiting for me, wanting me. Trust me, it sounds bizarre, I know. I feel the same way, super crazy, but I just know it's there. On a happier note, I have two dogs that have never once seemed threatened or scared at my new apartment, so fingers crossed that they are protecting me from whatever is lurking. I truly believe all of this is linked to my mom and her witchcraft before I was born. But who knows? What are your thoughts and opinions? Anywho, remember one positive thought a day keeps the demons away. Best witches. Oh, that's cute. Best witches. (laughs) Oh, Emily. P.S. Have you ever noticed how in every scary movie, the girl's name, who is either the ghost, being possessed, or have the encounters, is named Emily? Thanks, fam. The exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have noticed that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't it in uh, Hocus Pocus? Isn't her name Emily, too? Oh, my gosh. Emily! Is it? Yes. I swear, Thackeray Binks is yelling, Emily! Emily! I think you're right. Emily Binks. yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. <laughs> Poor <because> Emily's. <laughs> the Emily's, yes, they have the short end of the stick here when it comes to the paranormal being haunted or being hunted.
0: Tormented. Torment. Yeah, I mean, the cri- – I- Honestly, Emily, I'm so sorry for you, but I'm also very sorry for your grandparents, your grandmother. That's what I was just thinking. How horrifying. She's creepy. (laughs) You're a creepy little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not your fault. We're not blaming you, but I would be terrified. Well, I mean, yeah, so Emily gets
1: haunted, but then she's the one haunting her grandparents. (laughs) It's just – the cycle continues. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the – oh, just – Imagine being the grandma and just waking up, and she's just like standing there at the edge of your bed, and you're like, Well, I just have to wait this one out. Yeah. It's very, um, the orphan. Yes. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, what was happening
0: then? Was she dreaming yeah. something, or what did something kind of take her over? It is weird because was she there was something, something? something very dark in that, in, I mean, all the houses that she lived in until now, she moved out of the grandparents, but like, yeah, like, what was going on? And did like the darkness have, a vendetta against the grandparents i don't know but i
1: think Emily's right in that you just have to think positively yeah. or else the darkness will continue to fester right. and grow it was feeding off of you yeah right i feel like that's when people get in too deep is because they're they're scared which is a proper response right of course but it's hard to combat that and take control back over in terms of, like, your own thought patterns and how you react to mm-hmm. things and be positive. But if you don't, you run the risk of being entirely infested with demons. How fun. Such fun
0: things, Oh, you my gosh. And, oh, my gosh, poor – When she was young, when she was living with her mom in that house, that was, like, constant activity, and she looked at her mom and said, Mommy, we need to go now, and all of the (gasps) cabinets flew open when her mom said no.
1: We were just talking about paranormal activity with the last episode, and this is so that Mm – The cabinets
0: flying open. It does make me think that there was some guardian or some protective entity that is following Emily. And that is who Emily was talking to in the house. And this entity was like, you need to get out of here. You need to convince your mom you need to leave now. And when her mom said no, this like good entity threw all the cabinets open to be like, get out. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I'm very curious what Emily saw in that moment. Like if she could remember
0: what what she felt.
1: Right. What she saw, Maybe how probably, she knew.
0: It might be for the best that she doesn't, if she doesn't.
1: Yeah. A blocked off memory.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: So this, much I mean, Or what if she's kind of like Matilda mm-hmm. and just doesn't really realize, and she was frustrated that they didn't get to leave, and somehow pushed out all of her energy and powers, and she did it. Wow. A little Matilda action. Mm-hmm. Or Carrie. Which I just watched. Or Carrie. <laughs> yes wow oh man okay i have an email that's called sharing is scary Ooh. hi ladies i have to totally fangirl first and say that i'm totally obsessed with your podcast i'm a new listener trying to catch up with all of your episodes and i have to say it's so refreshing to hear you guys talk about this stuff as if it's normal because not everyone really believes in it well we sure do we really do i think that's obvious mm-hmm. now that we've had like 500 episodes <laughs> come about talking about the paranormal <laughs> With that being said, I don't really open up to anyone about my encounters, but over the years, I've accepted that I'm a little sensitive to energy. This email would never end if I shared all of my stories with you, but I did want to share one of my favorites. My family lived in a house that I personally feel had a portal of some sort. We literally had it blessed more than once at my request and had a psychic come in to give us answers at some point due to the amount of activity. She basically told us that it wasn't the house, but more so the land where the house sat on. My mom was a skeptic and would usually have the house blessed to make me feel better. One night, I woke up to what I thought was my dog pacing outside of my window. I was half asleep when I decided to get up and let him in before he started to bark. With one eye open, I walked into the living room and I saw my dog Dukes on the couch snoring. I immediately woke up and tried to rationalize the situation. I walked back into my room and I laid on the bed trying to fall back asleep, but then I heard it again. Whatever the hell it was happened to be pacing outside of my window again. I jumped out of the bed and looked out of the window expecting to see this big ass dog like my Rottweiler, but there was nothing. I laughed and I thought to myself, great, now we have a pet cemetery living here. And then I went back to bed. A month later, I woke up to what I thought was my mom crying And I stumbled out of bed, opened my door, and I ran into what I can only explain to you guys was a gargoyle. It was probably the same size as my dog. However, the face was completely different. It was sitting in my kitchen facing my bedroom door and staring at me. My first reaction was to close my eyes, but it was gone the moment that I opened them again. I knew immediately that what I had heard that night pacing outside of my windows was this creature. The next morning, I told my mom that I had heard it a month ago. And whatever it was that I did here was now in the house and we needed the house blessed again. And per usual, she got annoyed and told me that it was all in my head. A few months later, my family comes to visit from Colorado and my cousin Jaden, who was five at the time, refused to come anywhere near my room. I told her that I had a gift for her, but she pointed towards the kitchen and said, no, it's scary over there. I made eye contact with my mom and then I said to my cousin, what's scary? She said, there's a monster over there. I chose my words carefully because I wanted to prove a point to my mom. So I said, what kind of monster, Jaden? A dog monster, Jaden replied. I wish I could have taken a picture of my mom's face at the time. I honestly was more relieved than I was scared when she confirmed what I saw. I told Jaden not to worry, that nothing was ever going to hurt her. Of course, once everyone left back to Colorado, my mom had the house blessed again and stopped doubting my creepy encounters. We have since moved from that house, but it's definitely something significant that I will never forget. As the years have passed, my fear of the supernatural has grown more into an understanding or respect for the unknown. I do believe that we live amongst a world that we won't understand until our time comes. No matter how many times I've tried to make sense of something, I always end up learning something new. Random tip, I had a lady once tell me that having a glass of water next to my bed at night would help with spirits waking me up at night, and it actually worked. You just need to toss it out in the morning and replace the glass with new water the following day. Thank you, ladies, for keeping us entertained. See you on the other side. Cynthia.
0: Interesting. I wonder what the water
1: does. I don't know. I feel like that would
0: attract La Llorona. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That was my first thought <laughs> too. I didn't want to put it out in the ether, but there you go. I love this story only because it took a five-year-old to make Cynthia's mother believe Cynthia.
1: Right, <laughs> and now she's like, "Okay, fine. We can get this place blessed yeah. now. I believe
0: you." The poor Cynthia was like, "I'm suffering here. No one believes me." Right. Also, gargoyle-like creature. That's this is the first one that we've heard. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never heard of anything like that.
1: No, it kind of reminds me. Like I'm almost picturing like the Jersey Devil or something. Maybe it's like a gnome. Oh. I don't know. Or maybe it's just a gargoyle. What if I don't know the history of gargoyles or how they came to be? Who first designed yeah, I mean, them? Maybe it was based in some reality that some culture, yeah, was able to experience these creatures a lot more than anyone does now. Interesting. And what does it want? Yeah. Why did it sound like her mom crying? That's weird that it was, it seemed like it was mimicking, mimicking. Her, her mom crying, but then didn't want to be seen clearly because as soon as Cynthia came out,
0: it just took her blinking
1: for a second for it to disappear.
0: Yeah. And it looks like a dog, but it's not a dog and it's a monster. And it's, I don't know. And it was pacing outside of her bedroom. Yeah. Does anyone, I'm curious if any of our other listeners have experiences like this. Or know of gargoyles or know of creatures like this that they can inform us on. Right.
1: Like, it's almost making me wonder, what if it was a skinwalker and oh. it was trying to present itself like a dog, like her dog, and just didn't really – Interesting. It like, got it quite off enough that it was very clear.
0: But, like, what would it want in that scenario? Because skinwalkers, I feel like, target specific people. I don't know. And this, this I don't know. This feels like it lingered for a while weird i love occasionally getting stories like this that just like kind of stump us because it's just not anything we've heard before and right the actions don't really make sense and it's just like what is it
1: it's all over the place yeah what is it what is it doing we've never heard of a gargoyle Mm -mm. creature before strange and it's. i mean her dog in the house didn't seem to be reacting to it either right also when it was outside her dog was sleeping on the couch unbothered
0: this one has left me stumped me too Usually I have so much to say about things. And I'm like,
1: well, I don't know. It's a creepy thing to experience, and yeah. hopefully, you're you're not alone in this. I know that. So well, you have we'll, your five
0: year old we'll, cousin too. So, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We'll keep a lookout in our our inbox for other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. with Something like this, maybe other people know and have some sort of answer.
0: Although maybe this is a good lesson learned. If you start experiencing things and your family doesn't believe you, call over your young cousins or friends, siblings. the youngest person you know. And let them spend a night. Subject them to the terror.
1: (laughs) Instead of phone a friend, it's phone a
0: child. (laughs) Which sounds very wrong. It does sound very wrong. (laughs) Okay, this is from C, and it is called Fighting a Demon with My Spirit Guide Mom and more. Hey there, spooky friends. I'm a recent subscriber and absolutely love you both. And I am currently catching up on past episodes and jumping all around from 2018 to 2021. I randomly jumped to your Spirit Guides episode, and boy, do I have a story for you. There are twists and turns and spooks. And so my apologies for the length of this being close to that of a very stretched out cat, aka (laughs) L-O-N-G Long. Since I was little, I've always been drawn to the paranormal, much like my mom. Despite her waspy exterior, she was witchy AF at heart and would always refer to unexplainable things as the ghosty ghosts and absolutely loved haunted places and ghost stories. We were thick as thieves and definitely shared some kind of psychic connection, so much so that after having a very traumatic birth with me, a fact I learned years later that hadn't been talked about since she left the hospital with me, I had a crippling fear of childbirth at three years old. She passed away right before my 11th birthday after losing a very long fight with breast cancer, and my world absolutely shattered. Before her passing, the extent of paranormal experiences I'd had were limited to incredibly lucid and sometimes abstractly prophetic dreams, including one that maybe foreshadowed her passing. I'm still not sure to this day, but I'll write about that another time. After her passing, I thought she left this world, but it became clear that she had one hand on my shoulder and would continue to be there for me in any way she could. A few months after she passed away, I lost an anklet she gave to me for our last Christmas together. My dad and I hunted for hours and even drove to my elementary school to look for it, all without any luck. The next day, I felt this call to look again in the pocket of my jeans from the day before, the one that my dad had turned inside out looking through. And there, in one of the inside-out pockets, was the anklet. About eight months after this, on the one-year anniversary of her passing, my dad and my grandma were going to lay flowers by her grave, but as a kid, this was way too much for me to handle, so I stayed behind. I was hanging out in my room when I heard the clickety-clack of all four dog paws of our family dog, Pepper, being set down at the top of the stairs. Pepper was an older corgi with back issues and never went up the stairs on her own, and someone always had to carry her. When I stepped out of my room, there she was, right at the top of the stairs, with a giant smile on her face. I put her in my room and went to find my dad and grandma to give them one last hug before they left for knowing exactly what I needed. But everyone had already left. And I knew right away that my mom was just looking out for me to make sure I wasn't all alone and had brought Pepper upstairs to me. Fast forward through a bunch of family turmoil where my dad remarries a very sick and abusive woman, I get kicked out, and I'm literally living in another hell. My mom must have stepped in again, and not only did I get to go finish high school and live with her family, I found the place I meant to be and what I meant to do, which wouldn't have happened if I didn't get kicked out. Since those first two instances of my mom doing what moms do from beyond, the negative things that would happen to me became a bit like good omens. I knew something good was around the corner because I had someone looking out for me. Someone who knew that even though it would take an evil woman to marry my dad to have me kicked out of the family— That I was meant to be with her family in New York to really find who I was meant to be. Okay, now to the real spooky spooks. After graduating college with a BFA in ceramics on the East Coast, I had a quarter-life crisis and moved out west to be a pot farmer. Disclaimer, I don't even smoke weed, so you know I was really going through it. (laughs) <laughs> While there, I met up with an old friend who we'll call B that I began dating. Now, when I say dating, I really mean chaos. We were living in his dad's living room at his house near the Washington coast, and his half brother, age 40, and accompanying girlfriend and her kids were living there too. B's parents and I got along very well, and she told me that his half brother has something dark that follows him around everywhere and it's been with him as long as she's known him. Fast forward through some more chaos where half-brother and co. move out kicking and screaming, and now it's just me, B, and his dad. I thought the house would feel better after they left, but it was like there was this residue of something, like a greasy film you can't get off a glass coffee table. I was alone in the house one day, puttering around as you do, and while walking past the bathroom, I noticed the bathroom faucet was on full blast. While being a believer in the paranormal, I always try to rule things out first, so I assumed it must have been me being spacey, even though I never spaced out before turning off the water. There were other strange, unexplainable things that would happen, but all of them more easily written off as something else, until one night. I was staying up playing games on a tablet and B was sleeping. We had lived together for five months at this point, and I'd never seen him sleepwalk or even talk in his sleep. But as I'm playing my game... He sits up straight. I started to calmly talk to him, putting my hand on his shoulder and trying to convince him to lay back down, when he turns his head to look through me. Yes, not at me, through me. At that moment, I thought he was just sleeping with his eyes open, still creepy as hell, but not as bad as whatever was actually going on. As I'm trying to get him to lay back down, he gets on top of me and holds me down by my neck and calmly says, I will end you. (gasps) As if that's not pants shittingly terrifying in and of itself, as soon as he gets off of me, rolls over, starts snoring again, our PlayStation and TV both turn on. Now again, even after this obviously not normal situation, my rational brain is like, well, maybe he rolled over on the remote. So, terrified to reincite whatever happened before, I look around for the remote, and you want to know where I found it? On my nightstand, not under B. After telling B about this, he not only didn't believe me, but absolutely gaslit me. I'll spare you the deeds, but two nights later confirmed my fear that his half-brother had left some of the darkness behind with us. Like I said before, I'm a very active dreamer. I've had nightmares that have haunted me well past waking up, but this one was different. This nightmare, I was in the house, in our room. I got out of bed, walked down the hallway, through the kitchen, and through the laundry room, and down to the basement. And I'm standing in the middle of the basement, and there's someone watching me. Something that's darker than anything I've ever felt before. Something that was hunting. I don't know why I didn't move in my dream, but I stood there feeling a fear I've never ever felt in dreams before. Going against my better judgment, I decided to sage the house. Luckily, we had a few bundles at the house, so that day, after my nightmare, I got to work. Before lighting the sage, I said a little prayer, or I guess it was more of a one-sided conversation with my mom to be there with me. I went throughout the house, swinging that sage like a five-year-old little leaguer, telling whatever was there that if it meant me harm, that it better get the fuck out. Thinking the worst was behind me, I settled into bed that night and B and I watched a little Netflix. In the middle of relaxing, however, we both hear three loud, distinct knocks come from the closet floor. That was it. I had more than enough. I disregarded the fact that it's dark and terrified, and I stormed down to the basement to once and for all debunk or confirm this paranormal BS. Sure enough, there were no pipes and no ducting around the length of of the floor that was below our room at the corner of the house. With that, I ran back upstairs, lit another sage bundle, and turned off all the lights in the house, because if it's dark everywhere, there's nowhere for it to hide, right? I was absolutely terrified this time, but as I walked through the house telling the presence to leave, I felt my mom next to me, walking right alongside me. After this, I felt pulled back to the East Coast, and I moved back that summer and immediately started doing ceramics again. B and I ended things, and everything just seemed to get better. I kept getting these poles toward different things, opportunities, and people. It felt like, once again, my mom was guiding me to what and where I was meant to be. So, I'm pretty sure my mom is my spirit guide, but I also think spirit guides can give you a familiar as well. Or maybe a solid form spirit guide? I don't know, but here's what happened. During COVID, we made friends with a street kitten that we lovingly called Louise. She's a long-haired gray and white cat who's sweet and sassy and loved hanging out with us on our porch. I remember petting her and just hoping and wishing for a cat like her, but knowing too well that she must belong to someone. We stopped seeing Louise around and figured she must have been upgraded to an indoor cat status since she was so friendly with other people. That summer, I quit my last normal job to do ceramics full-time, and one day while I was in my little home studio, I felt someone watching me. I looked around to see if it was a roommate or my boyfriend, but no one was there. I looked out to the screen door to see if someone was outside, and instead I see a pair of little gray ears and white cheeks staring back at me. Long story short, Louise had been hanging around because whoever had her before had locked her out and clearly not fed her, so she came back to us in hopes of some love and some snacks. I opened the door to go pet her, but before I could even get outside, she scooted in and it was clear she really needed some TLC. So we took care of her fleas, got her chipped, and now my little familiar is living the cushy indoor cat life with love, toys, tuna snacks, and lots of comfy window perches in view of our bird feeder. To make things even more meant to be, my highly allergic to everything boyfriend and allergic to cat's roommate weren't allergic to Louise. And when I told my grandma about her, she mentioned that my great-grandmother's name was Louise, and I had no idea. She's my little shadow and follows me all over the house. I truly think my mom sent her back to me to keep an eye on things from where I am. Despite all the things that have happened to me, around me, and to the people I've loved most, I firmly believe that I am where I'm meant to be and living the life I'm supposed to be living. And I'm so thankful to my mama for being the guiding force that I've needed so many times in this life. Stay spooky. And Louise and I will both see you on the other side. See.
1: I love that there's some, like, clear push and direction coming from her mom. It's so nice. Because she's been through a lot. And there's been, I think, different lives, different iterations of what her life could Mm -hmm. be. But I feel like she's – from what I'm hearing from the story is, like, as much as there's discomfort with change sometimes, she feels comfortable and confident in making those Right. More dramatic shifts because right. she has this backing from the paranormal, mm-hmm. and it's like a clear push. It's not just her. Think, should I? Shouldn't I? Yeah. What is this? She's being nudged clearly right. in the direction she should go.
0: There's hope in darkness. Mm-hmm. I also just love. I mean, okay, terrifying experience with her ex boyfriend B, but I love that her mom was like kind of by her side when she was aging, and she felt her next to her.
1: Yes. I know. And this is just proof too, like we've said it before and I'll say it again. I think people who use sage or do certain things to cleanse their space think that it's like a process to completely eliminate all spirits from the house. And it's not. Mm. It's about having only positive energy around you. Right. And it takes time. Sometimes like you have to do it multiple times for it to actually work. It is really creepy to think about what would happen. Like this is the second story that you've read with the sleepwalker.
0: Yeah. Cocker.
1: And for him to say, I will end you. Is terrifying. Is it him? What was he dreaming? Was there something else that was trying to get that
0: message to see? I mean, the demons just used that, her, that his brother-in-law or half-brother left behind clearly work in some darkness. It's just scary to think that people can be
1: carrying negative energy and demons with them and you never really know when yeah. it's going to stay behind, like when it's going to see an Ooh. opportunity to stick with you everybody that you invite into your home there's there's a risk
0: yeah that's true
1: I'm- and they might not have any idea that anything's
0: happening to them right cuz b had no idea and like didn't believe right. her mhm oh on a lighter note it would make such a good tv show of like mom from the other side and a daughter Working together to beat the spirits in this world, like dark spirits,
1: it would. Wouldn't it be Sprena, fun? You should write it. T M for <laughs> TM <T-M-T-M>.
0: TM. <laughs> Thank you for T M. For inspiration
1: me. in all of these.
0: We do. I'm constantly inspired by you guys, or or I'm also constantly scared by you guys that I have to go talk about it in therapy.
1: <laughs> That's true. All right, I have an email for you. This it horrified me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god! This, With this your like cackle you're scaring me it feels dark (laughs) i mean when i read it you're just gonna be like what but this more just i i just have a lot of questions and i'm not sure how i would react to this situation so this is from one of our listeners hi there ladies i have a doozy of a story for you In 2018, I decided to go off the grid. I was fed up with people only admiring my appearance and caring nothing for my mind and spirit. And I realized that my social circle was made up of nothing but shallow people and it was my time to say goodbye. My main motivation for disappearing was escaping a stalker situation I quit all social media and I deleted my email. I'm e- even using one of my friend's emails to write you this. Whoa. And it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I was lucky enough to find an isolated cabin for super cheap in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, which now Sabrina and I know is called UP. Mm-hmm. Michigan's a UP. We get it. <laughs> I was able to get it fixed up enough before the first winter, which is brutal there in case you didn't know. I'm a fiercely independent woman of 38 and i'm pretty handy and was able to take a run down cabin from something of a twin peaks nightmare to a cute and cozy meditation station i just got the electricity hooked up just before all of the weirdness began it was november and snow had been on the ground for over a month at night i began to awake by the sound of big winged insects i flipped on the light and i saw nothing this began to happen every night i'm an animal lover but really have no compassion for insects That said, I completely freaked out that night and I woke up to something buzzing in my hair. It seemed as if this thing was a huge dragonfly and was tangled up in my long black hair, so I leaped out of bed and instantly slipped on the smooth hardwood floors. My fluffy wool knee socks combined with my hysteria were to blame for all of that. I pulled the intruder out of my hair, curiosity won over disgust, and I needed to look at my catch. It did resemble a huge dragonfly, but with one obvious difference. It had a human head. If I had neighbors, my screams certainly would have gotten the police called. When I screamed, I let go of the thing, and it darted under the bed. I fumbled for a flashlight with shaking hands, not yet aware of the bruise forming on my thigh and elbow, and I got down on my hands and knees, and I shined the light beneath the bed. The one that was in my hair joined the hundreds of others under my bed. Not one to be fucked with, I declared war, and I immediately went for the huge industrial shop vac. I spent the rest of the night and the whole next day sucking up these little beings. It must have been a surreal scene to behold. The vacuum has a four-inch diameter hose and might as well be powered by a jet engine. After the first couple hours, the shaking and crying stopped, and I actually started enjoying myself. Only twice did one of these little buggers touch me again, latching onto my flannel nightshirt and wool socks, the only clothes that I had on. I made damn sure that none of them got close to my face or my hair. It turned into a bizarre game of hide-and-seek, and I became the seeker as soon as I switched on that vacuum. They were scared, and rightfully so. I sucked them up two, three at a time. Some were the size of moths, which disappeared up the nozzle as soon as I pointed in their direction. Oh my gosh. Others had the width of a small bird, and I could feel the hose shake as they passed through. If I got four or more on the end of the nozzle, they'd clog the other end for a moment before their bodies were smashed together and forced by the suction. These were the only ones that died, I think. And yes, I could see their human faces screaming. (gasps) Some male, some female. Looking up, and I was not about to discriminate. I could hear plenty of them ramming around the inside of the barrel-sized canister. After a few hours of making sure that they were all gone, I loaded up the vacuum into my pickup and I headed for town, certain that I'd made the biggest discovery in human history. I believe that they may have been fae folks or fairies, though I'm not certain to this day. En route to the police station... It was as if I hit a huge bump or just landed a huge jump with my truck. I lost control of the truck and I spun out into a ditch. I emerged dazed, though unharmed. And to my horror, the vacuum was gone. I searched (gasps) everywhere. I was freezing as I hadn't bothered to throw on my coat or my pants. So I pulled up my socks so that they met almost the bottom of my nightshirt, and I headed home. I've worried about these fairies or whatever they are seeking vengeance. Though no, I've never seen or heard from them again. After thinking about it every day since the event, my only theory is that the vacuum was snatched out of my truck by something, probably enormous, winged, and scary as fuck. My life has changed so much since that fateful night, and I am left with the growing knowledge and interest of many occult practices, an obsessive love of all things paranormal, and a strange story that no one will believe.
0: And that's it. Does this make you question wanting to go live in the woods by yourself, Corinne? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. i don't know this is so
1: i mean the the fairies were underneath her bed they were swarming under her bed and it's just so weird because it was like they almost acted like insects like i think it's different than yeah. what we often think of for fairies like they had the human faces but they were they were, they were still getting like caught
0: in her hair and moving about yeah, oh. and swarming i don't hate that they were swarming her hair like what did they want Where was she trespassing on their land Right. Like, wh- who owned this cabin? What? Why? Why was it available? Who was there before? Yeah. And why attack her? Like, It's so weird. And the whole, like, clearly they weren't all dead in the vacuum hose because they, like, caused the car to crash so they could get away. Well, no, she said most of them weren't dead. The only ones,
1: like, she had learned that when she sucked up, like, four at a time, Mm. they would get those bogged and that would kill them. But otherwise, they were alive. They were Ah. in the canister all together. And she would see their faces. And she – and this went on for hours. She said that it was cleaning for hours. I just don't know what I would have done in that scenario. Yeah. It does. I mean, I I understand that it's like a reaction to a seemingly insect thing and something that's foreign that you don't know what it is or what it's going to do to you. And there's hundreds of them, and yeah. so vacuuming them up could be a uh, obviously it's a it's a response for many. But I
0: don't know what I would do. I mean, I just thinking of it as like a bug infestation. Like whenever we have that, like yeah, vacuuming it up seems like the thing to do. Or right. But also, there's them.
1: so many of them ah! that I feel like I would have. I don't. I don't know. I would have like run screaming from the cabin <laughs> or like, you know, when you get like bug spray or something, but then also now knowing that it's, that it's not just like your typical insect. I mean, we don't know what it
0: is. Like it looks like, yeah. it sounds like it's fay, but. I mean, what else would it be? I guess we don't know enough about anything and there's all these creatures in the world that we don't know of. So it, who knows what it is? Yeah.
1: And I just don't understand. So if she was able to suck them up, which to them was like a threat, obviously to their lives and their safety. Yeah. Why didn't they do anything or like use their power then, as they did yeah, in the truck when they were being brought to the police station?
0: It's a good question.
1: It's also, I mean, this happened during the winter, mm. so it was like you know how insects try to come inside to the warmth when mm-hmm. when the snow starts to fall. I wonder if this is like some weird known thing that happens in Michigan oh. Upper Peninsula that people just like don't talk about. Maybe just in the middle of the woods, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Appalachian Trail, how everyone talks about or doesn't talk about. They talk about how you're not supposed to talk about <laughs> the creatures. And I wonder if Michigan's UP has this with Fay. Like, if you get touched by a big insect, just ignore it. If you – like, here's how to
0: I do also fairy-proof your cabin. Fairy-proof.
1: Yeah, she winter-proofed it, but didn't fairy-proof it. Right. And what the hell grabbed that vacuum canister It's not like they just all started flying at once and flew the thing away. Because they would have done that from the get-go, don't you think? Unless
0: they can, like, because we've talked about how some creatures, maybe they're, like, interdimensional creatures. Like, maybe they can open up a rift to their other dimension, and then they just, poof, went
1: away with it. Oh. And honestly, maybe they didn't cause the crash at all. Maybe what they did was cause this sort of portal to open up, and it was just kind of, like, the aftershock of this this oh, energy from the thing opening up that kind of, like, gave the truck whiplash. Like,
0: as if, like, when the portal shut, it, like, sends this, like, energy. Sonic and boom. Then- <gasps> wow. We're scientists. Maybe they were already gone. Look at us find such great science. We are scientists. We're scientists. <laughs> NASA, hire us. <laughs> Been asking them for years. <laughs> for some reason, they haven't. But now my discovery of... Sonic booms and interdimensional travel will get them to hire me. Yes, because uh, <laughs> there's
1: so much science backing our our
0: 30 second yeah, theory. Right there, here. we go. Okay, well, I have a story to end us on, and it's called okay. "Can't Escape Those Black Eyes," and it's from our listener, Brianna. Warning: Do not read this right as you are about to go to bed. Read during the day, <laughs> which luckily we are. But maybe none of you are listening during the day, so sorry. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I just recently started listening to your podcast as my sister's husband recommended it since he knows I'm super into anything otherworldly. He even said shit starts to happen to you guys when you're doing these podcasts. So I found it super interesting and decided to give it a shot. After the first episode, I was super hooked and each day I come home from work to tell my husband what topics you guys talked about. I told him I was writing to you guys and he asked what I would do if I was featured on one of the podcasts. I said I'd probably just scream of excitement, but the encounter story I'm about to tell you may not be the best to read before you go to bed. But then again, y'all don't seem to heed any warnings, so here goes. I just recently heard your podcast that you did on Black Eyed Children, and I decided that I would share my experience with you. Mine didn't happen in real life, but in a dream before I ever knew that they existed. I've always been a very lucid dreamer, but I guess not the lucid dreamer that you're able to control your dreams. More so that I know I'm in a dream. So it's like my subconscious and consciousness working at the same time. I had this dream maybe about five years ago when I was in high school. It started off with a group of kids from my theater class walking through the mall. This particular mall was Mall of Georgia, and it had two stories. Just to give you a little bit of context, the walkway opens up through a railing and you're able to look over that railing to see the first floor. I've included a picture just to set the scene. Everything seemed fine in the dream, but then all of a sudden, a kid named Christian stopped probably about 10 feet in front of us with his back to us. I felt a sense of sheer panic and immediately stopped and stretched my arms out to my sides to prevent anyone who was walking next to me to take another step. The few kids that were walking ahead of me stopped just about two feet from Christian and turned around to ask us why we stopped. I screamed, get away from him now. The kids turned around and right as they were about to ask me what I meant, Christian turns around with a sinister smile on his face and pure, solid black eyes. With inhuman speed, he grabs a hold of one of the kids and completely severs their head clean off their shoulders (gasps) and chucks it over the railing and onto the first floor. The body in his hands goes limp, and that's when I hear a shrill scream and everything erupts into chaos. Still in the same dream, it shifts to a different scene. I'm walking down a neighborhood street. I remember being unusually calm and sunny. I remember it being unusually calm and sunny. I come up to the sidewalk in front of a house that sticks out like a sore thumb because it has couches and lawn chairs in the grass of the front yard. I remember the grass was not green though, more of like a rust color. I began to feel uneasy, so I look away, but then I hear muffled whimpers, and I look back to the yard and I see a family of people I had never met before strapped to the lawn chairs. They had a look of terror in their eyes, and I had an overwhelming feeling just to run, but I was planted there. Almost like I was being forced to watch what was about to happen. And something shifts at the other side of the yard where the couches, and sitting gingerly on the couch is someone I had vaguely remembered but couldn't put a name to. You know when you've seen someone before but can't remember where or when? That's what it felt like. They turned their head and then turned back at me, but this time they were smiling menacingly. Again, with those damn black eyes that I couldn't seem to escape. It tauntingly asked me, Aren't you going to help them? I couldn't speak. I knew all of this was a dream, and I kept telling myself my body would wake up any moment. This thought didn't stop me from feeling terrified, though. So I watched as the bodies imploded one by one until they were just a mass of mush on the lawn chair. I clamped my hands over my mouth to keep myself from screaming, and the person on the couch just laughed. Then I felt my body release and I ran. Again, still the same dream, it shifts to another scene. This scene, I was walking into a house. It seemed familiar though I've never been into a house like that. Anyway, I walk into the house, and the house is very dark. The curtains were drawn, and the TV was on static. The kitchen light was on, so I walked towards it, and there I saw my friend and her mom sitting on the stools on the kitchen island. My friend starts to tell me about a surgery she just had and how painful it was to walk. I remember thinking, must not be that painful with jeans that tight, lol. But back to the story, I started to feel gloomy and recognize the feeling. I told my friend I needed to go, but she insisted I play catch in the backyard with the man. I said, "Ugh, no. But like I said before, I can't control the dream and only go with the flow. Anywho, my no self-control ass goes outside to the backyard and starts playing catch with a really buff guy. I remember thinking I knew something wasn't right in this situation, but I continued to unenthusiastically play. Then the man's face began to change. More distorted. wrong. His eyes became the all too familiar solid black. I froze in fear as it asked me, why do you keep running? Thankfully, my alarm clock woke me up and I turned on every light there was. I even ran to my little sister's room, picked her up from her bed and brought her to my room as I got ready for school. A few nights after, I couldn't sleep without someone there with me. My sister didn't mind since she wouldn't have to do her bed in the morning, and she would even wake up with me if I needed to use the restroom in the middle of the night. Christian was my little sister's boyfriend at the time. Imagine how awkward it was seeing him for the rest of the week and not being able to say anything. But thanks for reading my encounter story. I hope you both liked it. Keep doing this podcast. It's literally the only thing getting me through work. See you on the other side, Brianna. That is a freaking terrifying dream. I know and the house thing always reminds me of we read that one story a long time ago of like this woman who had the dream of like this house and like walked through it and there was like everything she knew every detail about it and then she drove past it Yes, and it was for sale like yes it just reminds me of that where it's like there was something familiar about the house but she had never been inside that house before like is it a house she's going to buy one day holy shit and are dark things going to happen and there's something that's drawing her there mm-hmm. aren't you
1: going to help them why do you keep running oh it's so disturbing and this is what's so confusing it's like i feel like in, in a lot of dreams you either know it's a dream or you know it's like it's a visitation and this is kind of like this weird she doesn't have control over the dream mm-hmm. but she's aware that she's dreaming yeah but she like has no free will within the dream like things just happen she can't worst? change it
0: you can't wake so like, up Yeah, so something else is calling the shots and, like, manipulating this dream. I don't know what would be worse, though. It's, like, being conscious and knowing you're dreaming is, like, at least you know you're dreaming. You know you're going to wake up. But dreaming and being able to lucidly control it, but then something happens and, like, you can't – Like, this dark thing keeps following you through your lucid dreaming, Mm -hmm. I think might be – I don't know. I mean, they're both scary. But yeah, I mean, it's horrifying either way, yeah. <laughs> especially when
1: you're watching people get, like, decapitated and
0: explode. Yeah, it's so gruesome and horrifying. It's and, like, really dark. You can't do anything about it. You're just watching it and knowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really disturbing. It's like, it's, uh, what's the entity, uh, who am I thinking, um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Doesn't he, like, control nightmares and dreams? Oh, Fre- Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, it's just, like, thinking of this, like, dark entity that can, like, get into your dreams manipulate them and horrify you you think you're in control or you think you're sleeping and you can wake up from it but it's this darkness that's controlling it to scare you i am really interested in what you said is this a place that she'll one day find herself eek
1: will she walk around and then realize like oh this is the same
0: kitchen island these are the same stools or maybe it's not until they're fully moved in you know like (gasps) <gasps> it's one of those when things where you look oh. at the house and you love it and then you move <sighs> in and then all of your furniture is in the places that you want it and then all of a sudden you're like <gasps> and it's too late and you live there it's too late oh my
1: gosh okay wait when did when did we get this email oh 2019 <laughs> well follow Brianna, up let us know have you bought <laughs> a house <laughs> recently? happened since yes have you bought property what does it look like he, or even like a friend's house you know yeah. or a relative
0: yeah true dang my goodness monsters are real and they're maybe under your bed or in your closet or in your dreams, but they're they live amongst us. Yes. And they are what stems our fear. But also our enjoyment. <laughs> exactly, which is
1: why we have this podcast. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. <laughs> if you have any experiences, any stories, if you've ever encountered a gargoyle or fay folk, or you have a feel-good story or just something that's been happening to you, please let us know. You can
0: email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And there are many ways you can support us. You can rate and review us on iTunes, which is my favorite way. And if you do it, I will love you forever. You can follow us on social media. You can buy merch. You can join our Patreon, all that fun
1: stuff. And also you can join us live on Green Room. We're on Green Room every week. It's an app from Spotify. So thank you to everyone who joined this past week. The next time we will be going live is november 9th at 8 p.m eastern
0: standard time join us
1: join us
0: and leah maybe she'll make some live appearances (laughs) thank you so much to aiden manning and the entire team at upfire digital for editing our podcast especially this week when i have a little sniffle we have (coughs) aiden on sniffle patrol (coughs) and leah patrol because she was bad this episode (laughs) And we will see See you you on the The
1: other other side. Very smooth.